Hello, everybody. Welcome to Hey, Remember the 80s? I'm Joe. I'm Carrie. It goes without saying, but we are not professional music critics or podcasters. We are just two Alex Trebek mustaches talking about 80s music, so give us a break. Yee. Welcome back, everyone. We have a bonus episode for you, Carrie. B-b-b-bonus. <laughs> yes, so we'll tell you to check out our Facebook, which is facebook.com slash HRT80S. Search for Hey, Remember the 80s. We have some tidbits to share with you at the top of this bonus episode. Joe, why don't you talk about the station that you told me about? Okay, well, if you have Sonos speakers anywhere in your house, um, you may know that they now have Sonos radio. You can search for any kind of station, any kind of genre, and the one I found was called 80s Flash, so I decided to give that a whirl. Now, I did some research. I wanted to find out, you know, straight from the source, what gets a song on 80s Flash, or, you know, what does it even mean, and there's no info out there, so my best guess is that you're just going to hear 80s songs that you wouldn't hear on any other 80s station. They do play a lot of obscure ones and songs that time forgot. Joe, when we were talking about it this week, I think I said to you, 80s Flash, did this song exist in the 80s? We'll play it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good idea. They should use that for a tag. You can have that one, Sonos. <laughs> it's fun to put on. And while I'm working, I will just be like, what is this? I've never heard it and take a screenshot because there are some good gems. I'm not going to lie. There's some weird songs that maybe should be left for dead. But <laughs> a few of the ones that caught my attention were Oblivious by a band called Aztec Camera. Message to My Girl by Split Ends, who we just covered in an episode a few weeks ago, and a song called You're Putting a Rush on Me by Stephanie Mills. Those are the ones that I really enjoyed, and now they live on my Apple Music playlists. Yes, I really was excited about this station. It's only been out for like a week or so, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've been listening to it a lot. It is so completely random, though. One day, Joe, I started taking notes about each song that came on because I was like, I just want to keep a record. So here's what I heard one day. First, it was Never Say Never by Romeo Void, kind of a new wave classic. Mm -hmm. Next up after that was Girl, I'm Gonna Miss You by Millie Vanilli, which damn it 80s flash why are you playing that song should be yeah it was back in the high life again by steve winwood yes then beatbox by art of noise so i think you get the sense there that there's some real whiplash happening they're just veering (laughs) back and forth between genres it really is like 80s music whatever that means to you we got something the two that i put on my playlist that i've heard on the station a song called the lebanon by human league and then another song called That's When I Reach for My Revolver by Mission of Burma. Mission of Burma is a band that I've heard of. Like I've heard it described, you know, Mm -hmm. as one of the lost new wave bands or alternative bands. But honestly, I've never heard anything by them. But I guess I liked the song That's When I Reach for My Revolver. So there you go. Wow. Exciting stuff happening. Although two major strikes against Sonos Flash that I want to make sure the reader is aware about. First off, I heard an extended version of I Just Called to Say I Love You by Stevie Wonder <laughs> that has an entire verse I've never heard before in like a robot voice. Just to say I love you. 
And then second, they just added commercials. Oh, no. I know. There was not commercials for the first week that I was listening, and uh, I heard one yesterday, and I was like, well, all good things have to come to an end. I'll probably still tune in. Oh, for sure. Carrie, I'm surprised you didn't mention the song, So Many Men, So Little Time. (laughs) Yeah, that was one of the first ones I heard. You and I had a discussion after we heard that one, though, where I was like, oh, my God, I've never heard this song before. And then you said, well, sometimes I get excited about songs and I think they're good just because I've never heard them, but they're not. Yeah, that was the case with that one. I was like, Mm -hmm. after further consideration, (laughs) not a good song. Yeah, but definitely a fun way to pass the time for a couple of shut-ins like us. I recommend you check it out if you have Sonos. And if you don't have Sonos, you should consider getting that because they changed my entire world. You um, you turned me on to Sonos speakers and I have them now and I just ordered another one for my office. So yes, awesome. Sonos, sponsor us. <laughs> Please. But Joe, if they don't have Sonos, mm-hmm. you know what they can check out is a station on iHeartRadio which was recommended to us by listener Michael. And this one is called All Mixed Up. Is that what it's called? 80s Mixed. 80s Mixed. Everybody can get iHeartRadio app or online or whatever. They have a station called 80s Mixed, which is extended versions of 80s tunes and probably, you know, club versions and ones you haven't heard. Tuned into that a couple different times over the past week after we were recommended that. And there's some really good stuff happening there, too. Yeah, remixes I've never heard. Mm -hmm. I know it's on TuneIn Radio. I'm not sure if it's on iHeart, too, but definitely on TuneIn Radio if you have that app. You can find it there. Oh, interesting. And it's fun. They play the TV theme songs, just so much random stuff and remixes and extended versions. I love it. I mean, I remember the time when I, you know, I've loved 80s music for my whole life, but there was a time when I thought you could only hear it on like 80s radio station. But now there's so many different avenues out there and so much chance to hear Mm -hmm. all of those lost 80s stuff that you haven't heard before. We've talked many, many, many times on this podcast about our favorite uh, station, the foxoldies.com there's certainly a lot of competition out there for that station but i will continue to tell everyone to check that one out too so the foxoldies.com well it's the whole world of 80s music content you can even listen to two (laughs) nerds talking about (laughs) 80s songs like forever indeed All right, Joe, let's get to it. And what is it this week? I don't know. I haven't looked at the outline. What is our (laughs) main topic today? Joe, we're getting quizzical. Quizzical. (laughs) You want to get quizzical. (laughs) Let's get into quizzical. Yes. Joe, we're back to one hit wonders. Oh, nice. I know this is a really tough quiz oh, today. God. There's okay. so many really obscure ones. I'm very curious to see how you do. Okay. How many do we have? Okay. We have 11. Mm-hmm. We are up to E, F, and G, which I have combined because okay. all of those together. Um, there was 26 total of those three letters, but a lot of them were either really obvious ones or songs we've already covered on the podcast. So I excluded them. I've got 11 for you today. There's still some more that we'll do some other time. Mm -hmm. Okay, the 11 hardest. Got it. Okay. (laughs) 
I won't tell you which ones I've left out, but I have left them in chronological order. So I don't know if that's going to give you any help or not. Mm -hmm. And Joe, I'm predicting that you're going to get five of these 11. Well, I wanted to go with three because you said it's going to be hard, (laughs) but I'm going to go with six. Okay. You always have to one up me, huh? Mm -hmm. All right. Well, let's start it off. Song number one, you will definitely recognize the song, but can you tell me the name of the country star singing it? He had this one song reach the top 40, but had 42 top 40 country hits over the years. The success of this song was certainly due to its use in a huge movie of the year. In fact, the club heavily featured in the movie was owned by and named for this man. The song peaked at number 22 on August 2nd, 1980. No, I won't be afraid. Be afraid just as long as you stand by me. It's from Urban Cowboy. Is his name Eddie Gilly? So close. Close. What is it? Mickey Gilly. Why did I say Eddie? (laughs) I don't know. Should I have given you Jeopardy rules? You could just give me the last name. (laughs) I should have, yes. Just cut out what I said and just leave Gilly. That's good, though. I'm surprised you could even come up with Gilly. Mm. Well, I'm disappointed, but yeah, okay. Stand By Me by Mickey Gilly. Up next, this New York duo consisted of Sherry Beachfront and Zeka Esquibel, two weird names for members of a band that also has a strange name, and I don't want to know how they came up with it. Their only hit peaked at 39 on May 30th, 1981. Wow, I almost threw my headphones across the room (laughs) because that was so horrible. Uh, I have no guess. Oh my gosh. All right, don't blame you at all. This is a band called Get Wet with their song, Just So Lonely. Oh, I think I figured out why. (laughs) All right, number three. This singer-songwriter was born in St. Louis and as a teenager sang in a band with Michael McDonald. He sang backing vocals on the Allman Brothers Band 1981 album before scoring a record deal of his own. This single peaked at 17 on the Hot 100 on May 1st, 1982. He later had another hit touch the 100, a duet with his sister Sandy called My Love. I listened to it and what? a brother and sister should not be no singing way. it. No oh, way. Was the B-side Neil and Dara Sadaka? <laughs> exactly. All right. Take a listen and let me know if you know this gentleman. I should be careful, but I'm going deeper instead. Cause when she looks at me, I want to run by her side. And I'm going down. That is a double G. We got Greg Gidry. Woo! 
way to go. Exciting. Yeah. Can't believe you got that one. Yes. And the name of the song is Going Down. Going Down. Mm -hmm. Mm, He sounds just like Michael McDonald. Yeah, he does. All right. Up next is number four. We have a male-female duo that was made up of vocalist Deborah Berg from Seattle and pianist Julian Marshall from England. They met in San Diego at a dance performance Deborah was supposed to perform in, but she had injured herself, so she sang instead. Julian was so impressed, he asked her to fly to England to record with him. Hmm. Sure, Julian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Their only top 40 hit peaked at number 37 on July 24th, 1982. No idea. Real tough ones here. This is a band called I2I and their song Nice Girls. Mm. That's a pretty good song, though. That one made its way onto my playlist. So Really? Okay, I'll give it a try. Up next, piggybacking on the success of other medleys in the early 80s, this band leader, who was 60 years old at the time this hit the charts, put together an instrumental of big band hits. It was his biggest chart success, but he's best known for composing and performing the theme song to American Bandstand. This single peaked at number 31 the same week Eye to Eye peaked, July 24th, 1982. Benny Goodman. <laughs> no, this one is a real test. Like, because even if you have heard the song, why would you remember the name of the gentleman? But that's mm-hmm. Hooked on Swing by Larry Elgart and his Manhattan Swing Orchestra. Oh, this is my second choice. <laughs> All right. Next one. I think you might get this one. Let's see. This keyboardist went solo after the breakup of his massively successful 70s duo. His debut solo album was nominated for Album of the Year at the Grammys, but only produced one top 40 single. This hit, which peaked at 26 on November 27th, 1982. It also went to 8 on the AC chart, 17 on the Rock Tracks chart, and 54 on the R&B chart. He would eventually reunite with his former bandmate and continue to make music as that famous duo. Standing tough under stars and stripes we can tell This dream's in sight You've got to admit it at this point in time That it's clear The future looks bright Carrie, who is Fagan? Correct! <laughs> <sighs> His first name is Donald. That's Donald Fagan from Steely Dan and his song IGY, which apparently stands for International Geophysical Year. Oh, I was going to say Geographic Year. Yeah, that's a weirdo title, but for such a normal seeming song, you know? I get confused because there's that guy who sang Magnets and Steel. Oh, yeah. And his last name is Fagan. No, that's Egan. And they sound similar. It's what? That's Egan, Walter Egan. Oh, but yeah, very much there you go. Very similar. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Up next, we've got number seven, 
This Boston band appeared as the main character's backing band in Streets of Fire, and the band's female vocalist is actually the one you hear when Diane Lane is supposedly singing. Streets of Fire was released in June of 1984, and this group's only top 40 hit peaked at number 38 a month later on July 21st, 1984. Mm, I, I know I've heard that before, Carrie, but I, I don't know the band. Yeah, that's a tough one. The band is called Face to Face. And the single mm-hmm. is 1098. Yes, I heard it on the AT40 countdown, but not very memorable. Yep. All right, Joe, we've got four left, and I think you're going to get all four. Well, I have to to get six. They get easier now, so let's okay. see. Taking on the last name of its keyboardist, this glam metal band's debut album was released in 1984 and spawned their only top 40 single, which peaked at 15 on February 2nd, 1985. The band opened for Deep Purple on its reunion tour, and they were allegedly treated very badly by Richie Blackmore of Deep Purple, who cut their set time and made them perform with the arena lights on. Don't know what they did to piss him off. This went to 15? <laughs> yes. On what chart? <laughs> Glam metal is not my genre. That's but true. But let's think about this. It's a band named for the guy who plays synthesizer in 84, and it went to 15. Uh, I'm trying to run out the clock here. Um, <laughs> I don't know. The band is Jufria. No idea how to oh, pronounce yeah. that. And the song is Call to the Heart. I've heard that one before, but again, not my fave. Next up, we've got a super group, which consisted of members of bands like Bad Company and Led Zeppelin, but only lasted two albums and produced one top 40 hit. The lead singer had famously refused to perform in music videos in the past, but he did so for this song, which may have helped push it up the charts. The song peaked at number 28 on the Hot 100 on April 13th, 1985, but it did top the Rock Tracks chart for one week. I don't know. What? Yeah. Do you know what song that is? No. Mm-mm. Oh my gosh. That's Radioactive by The Firm. Huh. Oh, I thought you would know that one. No. I've seen the name of the song and the band, but obviously couldn't pick it out of a lineup. Okay. I always get them confused with the power station. The fix. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Joe, you're going to get this next one. Mm-hmm. Like I got the last two. Okay. Though an extremely successful producer, songwriter, and session musician, this man only had one top 40 hit in his own name. The year this single hit, Rolling Stone called him the master of bombastic pop kish, which is spot on. 
This theme to a popular 1985 summer movie peaked at 15 later that year on November 16th. The man in question is playing keyboards on the track. It's David Boroff on the sax. Finally, David Foster. <laughs> Correct. Um, finally, I got one, but also finally that clip was over. <laughs> David Foster, the love theme from St. Elmo's Fire. Wrapping it up with number 11. This R&B group formed in 1981 on Staten Island and got their start performing on New York City Street Corners and The Ferry. They signed with Tommy Boy Records in 1984 and found mainstream success with this single, which appeared in the movie Crush Groove and was written and produced by Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Oh, our boys. It peaked at number 10 on the Hot 100 on April 12th, 1986, but it went to number four on the R&B chart and number two on the AC chart. This, Carrie, is Force MDs with Tender Love. Yes. Great job. Thank you to friend of the podcast, Michael, for recently uh, posting that he had listened to this song. That helped. (laughs) Yeah, that's a a classic one. I I know the song for sure, but I honestly don't know if I would have been able to uh, tell you the name of the band. Well, I'm going to have to agree with you to make myself feel better for only getting, you know, four and a half will you give me will you give me a full point for gilly sure. hmm. yeah sure. i got five <laughs> though i told you those ones were really hard those were some really ones that had only hit at like 37 and 38 and i would yeah. have never in a million years been able to tell you the name of these bands or even the songs i don't know why i got excited when you said it's one hit wonders i think i already told you i do better on two hit wonders that's very true that's very true yeah. But good showing, Joe. Great job. Mm-hmm. That's a fun little bonus episode. It's fun to do those quizzes in the bonus episodes for people. I think uh, hopefully they like to play along. Yeah. Let me know if you got more than four and a half. <laughs> Love to know. Boy, if anybody out there got five, six, or seven on those or more Kudos than that, to you. you need to tell us. Yeah. <laughs> you should be doing this podcast. <laughs> yeah. We don't need to tell you about Sonos 80s Flash Station. You're probably the program manager. Exactly. All right. Well, take care, everyone. Glad to have spoken with you again. And uh, hope everybody is hanging in there. We're, We're doing the best we can. So you do that, too. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yep. Bye. Bye.